0: Welcome to the Technology Navigators podcast, a show where we give you great advice, tips, and insight in the technology industry. On today's show, we are talking about cybersecurity. Let's go. Welcome back, everybody. I'm your host, Chris. And with me as always are the Technology Navigators co-founders, Tom and John. Hey guys.
1: Hey, great to be here.
0: Hey
2: everyone,
1: how are you?
0: Big show today. We're talking about cybersecurity. That's a it's a big word. Not everyone actually understands what it means. Isn't that correct?
1: That is true. It's a big word and it covers a lot.
0: Okay, so let's let's dive in right away. Let's talk about it. What, What is cybersecurity? What does it mean?
1: So the word cybersecurity covers many different things, many different facets, platforms, uh, policies, things like that. But at the simplest form, let's try to break it down to the bottom of the barrel all the way up to the sky, right? So you you have antivirus, anti-malware software that runs locally, usually on someone's computer to thwart viruses and malware, right? And then you can also have it on certain pieces of equipment like firewalls, things like that. And then above that, you have hardware itself, which is also included in cybersecurity because it has protections in place to scan the information, the data coming from the internet and going out, uh, scanning it and stripping it of viruses and blocking things that shouldn't be allowed in your network, right? Then you have things like policies, which are rules that companies put in place in writing that employees sign so that they don't put the company at risk by doing things that they shouldn't be. But overall, and it covers many more things than that. We just don't have enough time. But overall, if you you had to put it into one sentence, it's the things that you do to protect yours or your customers' data. There's also things like compliance, right, which policies roll into. And compliance centers around the governing bodies of, let's say, financial institutions like the SEC. The SEC has rules that the companies must follow to beat in compliance. So all of these things brought together make up cybersecurity, right? Talking antivirus, anti-malware, firewalls, software inside of firewalls and other pieces of hardware, um, policies, and also spam protection, email protection in the cloud. I mean, that's just to name a few, but all of these work in conjunction to help protect your data, and all are part of what we call cybersecurity.
0: Now that we know a little bit more about what exactly you mean by cybersecurity, what are the biggest threats to somebody's business?
2: Uh, the biggest threats to the business are your employees. The the cyber, the cyber criminals or the bad guys, as I like to call them, are preying on your your employees. The fast pace of your work world the different uh, password resets we come about on a regular basis, this all is the way they, they prey on you. So it's very important that you put in some type of training for your employees. I mean, we, we would recommend a quarterly training where we would send out different emails that look like an Amazon uh, password reset, a LinkedIn password reset, something that's very commonly used and you commonly get locked out of. So th- this would confuse your employee and not to make them feel bad. After that, they would you'd explain to them what they're supposed to do and what to look out for. Because if your employees know to watch out for these things, that's the best chance you have in your environment being safe.
1: Yeah, and another thing too where, again, yes, the, the biggest threat to your company um, cybersecurity-wise is your employees. And what John was touching on was the the unknowing, uneducated employee, right? In terms of cybersecurity, not knowing what the right thing to do is and being scammed, right? Into doing something they shouldn't. But then you also have what we call like bad threat actors. So you have the disgruntled employee, the employee that was just fired, right? They can do things, especially if they're knowledgeable in any type of programming or things like that, they can really do damage to your system if you don't Properly have, again, going back to policies in place and processes to, for, in, for this instance, let's say you're going to let somebody go, to make sure you do the right processes uh, while that's happening to also protect your network. Let me give you an example of something that happened to one of our clients. One employee had all of the passwords, all of the platforms, he had the keys to the kingdom. And we warned them right up front. We warned them right up front this is not good. This is, this is very dangerous if you look to let this this guy go and they actually did say yeah we're going to let him go one day we're just kind of biding our time because he knows so much and we 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 pleaded with them and said okay well this is actually john i'm telling your story john really uh john pleaded with them and said okay please let us know when you do it so we can do the right things to lock him out of everything well it turns out they they fired him Uh, Like a five o'clock on a Friday, John got the call. Hey, we need to turn off all his stuff because we just fired him. It was too late. He already caught wind of it weeks ago and started putting things into place. He removed, uh, they had Amazon servers up in Amazon AWS. He changed everything. Um, He changed passwords, deleted backups. He completely wreaked havoc on their business, who, like every other business, relies on these systems. A very true story. And it took weeks and weeks and I think that uh, criminal charges and all sorts of things happen, and and again, like these are the things that it's either an uneducated employee didn't mean to do harm, or someone is actually looking to do harm, right? And that's that is why these this is the biggest threat to your business.
2: This this particular individual also had access to everyone's email box, so he was watching the email conversations go back and forth of his termination. So he was able to put a, a pretty solid plan into place. And uh, this particular company was down for several, several months. Um, It goes back to what, uh, you know, I like to say is the trust no one. If you think you're going to let a disgruntled employee go, you don't wait. You do it right away and you take away all access, change all passwords. You got to react right away because otherwise it's going to to, uh, burn you in the end. Um, You know, and, you know, putting, implementing a proper cybersecurity plan is not a cheap solution. It's go- it's going to cost some money. It's going to cost some planning. But you have to ask yourself, at the end of the day, is getting your data back when it's encrypted cheaper than paying to have yourself protected? And the answer is going to be no, because the cyber criminals are going to charge you minimum of seventy five to one hundred thousand dollars.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a protection plan. When you buy a new computer or a new or a new TV, you're going to want to get that protection plan and you know, for that for that one case where it might happen. Absolutely. That makes perfect sense. Let me ask you this, guys. If I'm a company and I realize that I'm lacking in cybersecurity, what are some things that I need to be doing?
1: Yeah. So the, I think the biggest thing that a business needs to realize is cybersecurity isn't just IT budget, it's legal budget as well. They're used to spending a certain amount on IT or legal, right? And then when you put in front of them some sort of a protection plan or some sort of policy or whatever it is that they need to do to fill these gaps. There's usually some sort of sticker shop because it's not, it's not cheap. So to combat that, what we try to help businesses understand is okay, this is this is an extra layout. This is an extra cost. But what is this cost worth to you? And I say that in terms of, let's say it's $10,000 a year, which is cheap for cybersecurity. Let's say it's going to cost you $10,000 a year to implement all these new protections, or, or maybe $20,000. What does that $20,000 get you? How much business are you going to lose when a client comes to you and asks you, What are you going to do to protect my data? And you don't have anything in place. How much is that $20,000 worth then, right? It could be a half a million dollar client that you lose because you didn't want to spend $20,000. I also look at how much is that $20,000 worth when you are fined by the SEC or some other governing body for not being in compliance. It's going to be a lot more than $20,000. These are the things that we like to help businesses put into perspective when they look at the cost of cybersecurity because it's not cheap. And I think the one thing I would say is, if you're not doing anything now, you're not spending money on it. You need to start to budget for it, but not just with IT, but it's also a legal part too.
2: Yeah, and and there's a there's an example of that, Chris. Um, we we had a client that had, uh, luckily, had cyber insurance. However, they did not have backups; they were compromised, and they were looking at possibly losing all their clients. It was a me- medical facility, and they had to pay the cyber criminals to get their data back and if they didn't have the uh cyber insurance this would have put them out of business but the cyber insurance itself paid for their um for this attack and they were able to get their their data back now we never tom and i never recommend going and paying for your data back uh to get back because you're 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 paying the terrorists it's not a good not a good thing but There is a time where you have to. I mean, if they have your data and you have no backup, you have no choice. You either start from scratch or you're going to pay out of pocket. Or if you have a good insurance plan, you know, you can breathe a sigh of relief and uh, go from there.
0: Can you guys now elaborate more on your role in all of this? How is it that you actually help people with cybersecurity?
1: So what we would do is actually run a cybersecurity audit. We do an assessment uh, which covers pretty much every facet that you can imagine to find out what gaps exist. And, um, of course, the report would come back with the actual remediation steps to fill those gaps. And then from there, just like when we do a general IT assessment, once once we've got them to where they need to be today, we will work with them to roadmap where they need to be today into tomorrow.
0: Okay. Very cool. So having said all that now... Are there any tips that you can give to companies that would help reduce the risk? Yeah, I
2: would say, if I could give you one tip, if you're doing nothing else, two-factor authentication. A lot of, a lot of companies are not doing that because, oh, my CEO doesn't like to pick up the cell phone and put an extra code in. It takes me a little longer or uh, my my employees don't want to go through that extra step. That step that's going to cost you, in most cases, no money, is going to stop most intrusions in your email.
0: Can you elaborate a little more on that? Because I'll tell you from personal experience, um, in fact, just recording this right now with you guys, I got I just got a notification someone's trying to break into one of my accounts, one of my gaming accounts. So how do I know that that TFA is 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 that actually helping me? Can I ignore that someone tried to get in, or should I immediately go ahead and and change my password now?
2: It's always a good practice if you get an alert that someone was trying to get into your account and you know it wasn't you to change your password. Um, generally, if you have two factor authentication, you should you should be okay but especially with the gaming sites and different things if you're getting an alert that means there's an active something active on your account going after your password um you could also try there's a lot of sites out there that you can do a dark web search to see if your credentials are out there cuz in fact if they are out there they're going to try everything with your name and wherever you work um so that that is another good tip to try to do but uh, you know that that if, if you get an alert from Amazon or or any of those that someone's trying from an, an IP address that you don't know, change the password.
1: Yeah, and and one thing to add to that too, in terms of cybersecurity or just being more secure, the more secure you are, the less convenient it is. Trying to log into your account, you have to whip out your phone and you have to type a button that says, yes, this is me. It, it's very annoying. It's annoying to me and I have to do it every day. But again, weigh that up against the risk. Of a breach and what that will cost you in that whole past segment I was just talking about, how much money it can cost you or your business if you don't implement things like this.
0: Well, that was all great information on cybersecurity, guys. Thank you so much. We like to close out these episodes with a, a quick little tip. Um, and since we are talking cybersecurity, what's another tip that you can give us perhaps regarding email?
1: Yeah, and then keeping in the theme of email uh, as, a, as the easiest entry point for, for an attacker, a, a bad threat actor. A lot of people who are in the position of finance, right, a CFO, any type of accountant, I think when you get any request from a superior or even a colleague asking you to transfer money, Even if it's something that you normally get, there should be a process in place where you actually call the person up and get verbal confirmation. That is a transfer that was authorized in the correct way. We've seen it a ton of times where hundreds of thousands of dollars have been transferred and you can't get them back because the person took the word for for it of the email. Wow.
0: All right. That was another great tip. Thank you so much. So that's going to do it for this episode of the Technology Navigators podcast. Where can they reach you guys? You can, you can reach us at
2: uh, technologynavigators.net. That is our uh, our main place where uh, we
0: we post what, all our new stuff. Um, so, yeah, hope to, hope to see us there. All right. Sounds great. Thank you for listening, everyone. Tom and John, thank you for being here. And we will see you all next time.